What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than you men. For Matthew Hoppy, and Hoppy's in for Schalke. Magnificent finish. Amina Reeks run meanwhile here. Looks for Hoppy again. Oh my word! You cannot wait this kind of script. Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute. Willkommen zum dem einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. This is episode 118 of Schalke America, and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, joining me on the show, as always, is co-host Jack Mangan. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm I'm doing probably better than you are because yes. uh, you were you were not just you know uh, a four goal negative difference for the, uh, the derby weekend you were you were seven now as a uh, as a milan supporter oh. as well are you okay that's the question i have no uh what, what's that old duncan cheek song i'm barely breathing or whatever it is that's what it is right now <laughs> and then uh, to make things worse uh we got a little uh uh civil war going on in the Schalke camp uh crazy things going on right now huh yeah before we get into the match or any other news i just want to do take a moment to address the uh, the Schalke community, or at least the portion of it that's online. And this is going to come across as almost certainly super melodramatic because at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is um, Twitter drama, which, you know, how, how impactful can that really be? But I, I do think it's slightly important just because I feel like it could potentially be heralding some things that could be coming down amongst the supporter base as the season continues and likely um, continues to deteriorate. So, um, for those of you who haven't seen what's going on online, I'm not going to explain it. If you, if you did, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you didn't, hopefully you'll get something out of this anyway. Um, but what I would say is this, first and foremost, as Schalke supporters, every single one of us is going through it right now. We are all watching something that we are highly invested in and um, that we care about deeply. Uh, we're watching its demise. That's probably, I mean, not, not its demise, but we're watching it, it collapse, um, it deteriorate, and... That's really tough, and and all of us are, are feeling that right now. It doesn't matter if you've been a fan for um, you know fifty years, if you've been a fan for five years. It doesn't matter if you're eighty years old or ten years old. It doesn't matter if you live within a couple minutes of the stadium or if you live on a different continent. We we all are, are feeling this, and so what I would say is that I feel as though um, <clears throat> anybody who's who's claiming or trying to claim special ownership or special access to specific feelings or a specific intensity of feelings um, or anything. Um, I, I don't think that's productive. I don't think it's helpful. I don't even think it's really correct because I don't think anyone has more ownership um, over uh, disappointment or, or whatever um, in terms of what's going on. I think everyone is, is, is feeling things and, and feeling it deeply. And, and we all have unique um, perspectives, no matter who we are, um, that I think can, can contribute and be part of the conversation and can add value to the community. So as long as you, you claim to be a fan of the club and you are living up to the values of the club, um, as far as I'm concerned, like you're one of us and we're all in this together and there's no need to try to jockey for, you know, special status in terms of how upset you are about something or in terms of, you know, how, how real of a supporter you are. And I don't think that's, that's useful. Um, so I would say that. And then, so if you're somebody who, yeah, if you're somebody who thinks that way, I, I would just urge you to to reconsider whether or not you really think that's true. And if it is true, in your opinion, whether or not you really think that's helpful to even talk about 
right now. And that's going to accomplish anything for us as we continue into the season to sort of the other party, the larger group in this situation, and really to all Schalke supporters in general, I would say the exact same thing that I've already said, which is this, we are all on this together. And as a result, once again, all of us are going through this emotional turmoil. Um, we're all frustrated. We're all angry. Um, we're all tired. And that is going to build up. We've seen one win, one Bundesliga win in the past 13 months. Like people are going to be emotional. Tensions are high. And people are going to say some unfortunate things at times because that's going to boil over. And that frustration is going to cause some outbursts. And, and those statements might be um, incorrect in the opinions of some. They might be uh, regrettable. Um, but what I would say to everybody is I think we all need to try to have a little bit of patience and compassion for our fellow supporters and realize that all of us are going to have days where perhaps we we kind of lose it a little bit and lose the plot and and maybe step over the line in terms of some of the things we're saying. But it probably all comes from the same source of frustration in that. So everyone just try to chill out, be patient with you know, each other, be compassionate. Let's try to stay on the same team and be pulling in the same direction. Um, if we don't, it's only going to make things worse as we navigate the rest of the season and potentially um, a different league next year. So thank you for indulging me for the first five minutes of this. And that's that's all I have to say about that. And leaving our guests waiting, huh? Um, yeah, no, it's it's true. It's true. It's, uh, you know, what we've seen here. I mean, it's happened. It's progressively gotten worse and worse through the weeks. But obviously, after a Derby loss, it's going to be tensions are going to be max high. We're having a civil war within our own camp uh, where people are just going at each other. Um, you know, different fan bases, even our own fan bases, you know, celebrating and, and they're going at each other's throats. Um, and I think there's no better person to bring on our podcast uh, than someone who's known for going at our throats. Uh, and albeit one of the biggest, uh, he'll be, he's one of the biggest uh, criticizers of his own fan base from recent der derbies. And of course, I'm, I'm talking about our cousin from the River Valley. I'm talking about Critty Smith. Uh, welcome to the show, Critty. How are we doing this evening? Uh, doing well, gentlemen. It's been far too long, but uh, as always, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Critty reporting somewhere live from a graveyard, I presume. Yes. Um, <laughs> are you somewhere behind Velton's Arena right now? <laughs> I think so. There's trains. There's all sorts. I mean, I'm in the industrial park here, man. I might be on first 48. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's good, it's good to be with you. It's good to have you back on. It's been it's been quite a while, sir. Absolutely, it's been far too long, far too long, far too long. And and you heard some of Jack's comments there. You know, there is a um, obviously a civil war going on right now at Chalka fan base. You know, we've been pushing the hashtag all of us some and you know we need to be more together than 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 any any time before. It's been so difficult. But you know, speaking of someone who comes from the opposite fan base from Dortmund. Um, you were you were heavily critical of your own fan base after the win. Uh, can you go into more some of the tweet that you made and, and some of the things you saw from your end? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I know this is becoming an unpopular topic, but they they broke COVID protocol. Um, most of them did when they did the celebration in the streets. I, I saw fans, you know, understand the severity. If you're, it doesn't matter if you're a Dortmund fan, a Mainz fan, a Frankfurt fan, Leverkusen fan. Schalke is a Traditionsverein, and they are, as England likes to talk about their top six all the time, Schalke is a perennial top six German club. Um, they have a massive uh, Mitglieds uh, number, so um, uh, membership, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, members uh, as far as like uh, totals are concerned. Uh, in the country, uh, they have uh, they've been... An article I wrote just uh, five years ago uh, about being, 
you know, perennially ranked in the Forbes top top 20 most valuable clubs. I mean, you know, th this is a this is a, a, honestly a giant when it comes to, uh, um, you know, the size, the structure, the foundation and the tradition. Uh, while it's been a long time, eight time German champions, you know, obviously that they're tied with Nuremberg, uh, I believe, for. Uh, I believe that's second all time, I think, behind Bayern. Um, so, you know, as a Dortmund, from a Dortmund perspective, you know, this is the, the, this not having a, a derby next year inside the league is, is a shame. I mean, you know, it's, it's it, this is something that all Dortmund fans look forward to uh, win, lose or draw. This is this is this is to me the biggest rival in Germany because it's it's the close it's literally next door neighbors you know guys and kick and dortmund they're right next to each other and i think if you're a, if you're if you're someone who just goes through say you try to keep up with the leagues it's interesting to me if you're someone who just goes on the espn app or what have you and you look at like oh what's the table in germany like and you don't really pay attention to the bundesliga but you see schalke in 18th place you know the question is obviously you know around the world in german is was ist mit den königsblauen los and you know what's wrong with the with the with the royal blues it, it's you know this is this is a situation that has been i've seen as a dortmund supporter brewing at schalke for, for a long time but yet it hasn't it hasn't really hit rock bottom until this year i go back to 2014-15 when they were challenging for champions league spot and then you had the issues like with Kevin Prince Boateng and that that team had obviously had Leon Goretzka, Max Meyer, uh, two, Goretzka couldn't wait to get out of town. Max Meyer left as a, 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 a complete spoiled child. Um, obviously, there's been more players come and goes since, but they've always managed to hang on. That was under the leadership of Hosted, which who I would attribute as one of the main factors that has sort of Put, started putting dents in the armor, if you will. This this going back, like I said, 2014-15 season. Schalke finished in a UEFA uh, uh, Europa League spot that year. They did not. They missed the Champions League. There was some, I thought, with um, Marcus Weinzierl. I thought they had an excellent hire from Augsburg. He he actually got Augsburg into the Europa League. They lost narrowly to Liverpool one 0 that season in the round of 32, I believe it was. Uh, that's Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, by the way. That was Liver that was Klopp's first season. So Weinstein comes in, starts off oh, uh, no wins, no draws, five losses. But the type of the type of football that he plays, that the way he he manages, Schalke didn't have the personnel for that. So you know it's gonna take it's gonna take a while. Uh, panic button is pushed. He's sacked. Um, off the top of my head, I forgot who they brought in at that very moment, but I know they ended up obviously going uh, with Brighton Rider, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, was it Brian? No, no, okay. it was Brighton Ritter, then Vinesio. I don't even remember anymore. Di Matteo was uh, in there somewhere, too. Well, he, yeah, he was uh, before during the Champions League, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Di Matteo was in there. Um, but, Critty, I, I appreciate the comments you're making, though, because I I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of a disagreement among Schalke supporters and Dortmund supporters about this. So we're not, you know, I, I don't think everyone that supports these teams would agree. But I, I felt the same way. I mean, there was a season under Klopp where, where Dortmund got off to an awful start, and there were some beginning conversations, probably premature, about potential of Dortmund getting relegated at one point. And I felt the same way at that time, which is this is not good for the league, for the brand, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, a, a healthy Dortmund, a healthy Schalke, I think is good for the Bundesliga. Um, and uh, yeah, but as far as, I mean, COVID protocols aside, that, you know, that the celebrations from Dortmund supporters, I, I understand because it's still a derby. Um, but uh, yeah, th this, is not, this is not a team that you should be 
particularly proud of, of, yeah. of beating of beating at this point. And so well, my, yeah, my I, comment, my yeah. comment to be exact was Dortmund supporters acted like they just beat Bayern on match day thirty four to win the Bundesliga. Like that's yeah. that's how they were yeah. acting. This was this was not this. If you if you if you change if you exchange the names of the club, say this is Kreuter Fürth uh, or. Uh, I don't know Bielefeld instead of Schalke. Dortmund supporters would have gone to a to 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 a, a bar and they would have had a pint and they would have gone home. I mean, this is right. I, it's just because it's it's Schalke, but it's like this is not this this doesn't this Schalke to me is absolutely surreal. Like the 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 fact that I'm talking about a club that has nine points, twenty over twenty match days into the season, and you know. My, my question is, I, I, as a Liverpool supporter, I'm also seeing that, okay, they're loaning out one of their best defensive talents to Liverpool. Obviously, I know why Liverpool need him because Virgil van Dijk's hurt, Joe Gomez is hurt, Matip is hurt, also former Sharky player, by the way, Joe Matip. He was, you know, on that 14-15 team. Uh, but what's, what's in it for Sharky to give out Kabak to Liverpool when they themselves are in a sinking, on a sinking ship? I mean, is it just... The loan fee that's going to save. I, I don't under, I don't understand any of. And this is what Richard and I were talking about, kind of through text a couple of weeks ago. Is just the mismanagement, just the, the utter, you know, BS mismanagement of this club. That, like, to me, started sort of with Hallstead. That that's the guy. I guess I I I remember closely following Schalke's sort of demise, if you will, into the swamp. And then, but then you would have you would have a season. Tedesco wins the derby. Uh, he he gets them to the Champions League. He he loses to Man City, which there's no shame in that. He gets them to the knockout stage. Um, or the half season under David Wagner before it all fell apart. Right. As well. and this yeah. Is, no. And this is, no this I understand. I mean, you're, you're not going to you're what? not going to get you're not going to get a lot of resistance. I think from Schalke supporters about the Horst help thing. Um, the good news though is that I mean, well, it depends on. You know, good news or not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for people to you know lose positions and stuff. But um, if you're talking about mismanagement, there is there there's been rumors this week that there's going to be some su- significant upheaval in terms of the uh, the supervisory board and some other stuff. And we're going to talk about that um, a little bit later on in the podcast too. So, um, but then there was the yeah. guy, there was the sporting director they brought over from Mines. Um, Idle, Idle. Yeah, and that he was going to be the savior because look what he did at Mines. He hired Jurgen Klopp. He hired uh, Thomas Tuchel. He Mainz has been in the Bundesliga, I think now going on 15 years without relegation. I mean, they're 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 not a, they're not a big club, but this guy has managed to to bring all sorts of talents. I mean, you know, into Mainz and then obviously see them on to bigger and better things. It, it's it, that that was failed. I mean, it's to me, it's 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 surreal. It's it's like um, it, with this much talent, this much money, and this this the. This brings back the article that I wrote about Schalke being such a tremendous German success. You know, you, here you have clubs in this Forbes top 20. There's three German clubs in there. It's 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 Bayern, Dortmund, and the Schalke, and that's it. And and yeah. the, you know you're surrounded by Inter, uh, Milan, uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea. Uh, this but but Schalke is right there, like number 16, number 15. This to me, this what's happening to them this season. Uh, I don't, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are local in, in the country, in Germany. No one had them finishing lower than 12. Nobody. I mean, tw- and that was like, this will be a, a, a rebound season. They'll, 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 
they'll sort of take lick their wounds and they'll they'll come back next season they'll be back in the top six again no problem no questions asked Curdy, i think this is a i think this is a long time coming for shaka i think it's been a band-aid that we've been fixing for years um and it's finally came to the point where I mean, just look at what we happened this, this past weekend, right? We, we played the, the River Derby. We know it was going to be bad because uh, the last couple ones have been pretty bad, right? You guys have whooped our butts pretty pretty convincingly. You guys got a freaking stud in Erling Haaland who just can score no matter he what. He scores he, against smaller clubs, though, to be honest with you, Richard. He, he still scores he, goals, he, he, he still scores goals. <laughs> he scores goals. But I'll he, take him. What, I'll take What is he doing against the Bavarians? <laughs> that's that's what I'm. Mean. Dortmund measures their success against Bayern, and 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 Bayern could beat them with like their second team if they wanted to. So yeah. Holland, yeah, he's he's great, but he's he scores hat tricks against Mainz and against Bielefeld. He's not doing that against Bayern and Leipzig and those guys. Yeah, at least against Gritty, 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 with all with all due respect, I'd probably uh, take what I can from Holland and be happy about it before he leaves and goes somewhere else. Because then you oh, won't have to worry about him not. Perf- for, yeah, yeah triple, you're not going to have to worry about him not performing yeah. against Bayern for long if that's. Holland's got more goals than Schalke this season. <laughs> but that that aside, I mean, you guys. You guys whooped us pretty convincingly again. Sure. Um, I sure. think, you know, the first half, I thought. Phil Bonnie in the chat, by the way. What's up, Phil? Phil Bonnie's in the chat. Hey, Phil. What's up, Phil? Uh, yeah, you know, Haaland did score against Bayern. That is true. Um, so, you know, it was interesting in the game. Um, you know, we we know the lineups that came out. Um, I thought we knew we, we knew we were going to get blitz at, at some point in the game. But I thought Schalke, despite playing fairly well, you know, they, they were giving up a lot of possession, giving a lot of shots. But nothing really too dangerous, I think, against Schalke. Uh, for the first, you know, 35 minutes or so, Schalke was doing better than expected against Dortmund, I think I would say. Right. Uh, and then eventually... Here's the classic won. first first 25 minutes for Schalke before the 3-4 uh, yeah. yeah. goal collapse happens every week, yeah. It seems like we were doing fine until one big mistake when Stambouli made this unexpected, I guess, expected mistake, uh, gave it gave it away, and, and Sancho puts it away, one nothing right off the bat. And then um, just minutes later, Erling Haaland with a freaking world-class goal, uh, nice volley with that Ochipka really gave him way too much room to score on. So 2 nothing going into half. What were you thinking just before those two goals went in? Because at that point, it looked like maybe Shaka were going to try to fight this one out and make it a uh, an interesting battle. What were your thoughts You know, just before those goals happened? I mean, before those goals happened... It is. It's 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 a rivalry. This is this is a. Uh, as I said, to me, it's the grittiest, um, most hard fought rivalry in in the entire Bundesliga. I think this is. Uh, the, there's the so so obviously Schalke is going to come with everything they have. I mean, this is one. You know, you'll take a nil nil in this instance because that's almost like a victory for this season Schalke against Dortmund. Yeah. So, and this is a Dortmund team. I mean, let's not forget they have they've lost to. Uh, Bundesliga powerhouse teams such as Augsburg and Mainz <laughs> in the in the past in the past few weeks. So yeah. that's why pumping your chest uh, for beating you know no offense to Schalke the last place team in the league. The, yeah, it's 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 the Revier Derby, but still, I mean, let's 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 consider where people are. This is a team, like I said, that just lost to Augsburg. I don't know their exact place right now, but I know Mainz is in the relegation drop zone. So they're I in mean, our well, they're in our sphere as opposed to yours. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So um, no, I mean. I was thinking this was going to probably be um, a pretty hard-fought 1-0 or 2-0 uh, because, I mean, yeah, Schalke doesn't score goals. So I wasn't really worried about the, 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 the opposite happening of anything going through, through our net. But I, I thought, you know, Schalke is going to probably play this thing with the Fimba Kete, Fira Kete, most uh, uh, back four, back five, whatever. I mean, just basically, as the Germans say, Bolzen, as soon as the, the, the ball comes into your – 
penalty area, you just kick it as far as you can in the opposite direction. Let let Dortmund play, you know, get their build up going and just wait for the mistake, the, the failed pass to come and just kick it, you know, as, as far as you can. Do that for 90 minutes and maybe you get a, a, a cheeky draw. I so think when those two goals when those two goals came, I mean, that was it because Schalke can't match you firepower for firepower. Yeah, I think once those two goals ha- happened, Jack, um, it seemed, especially after that first goal, it seems like our, our, our spirit was broken immediately. I mean, we were doing fairly well considering it was a 0-0 game and it had majority of the possession. As soon as that mistake happened from Stambouli, I think our spirit was gone, down 2-0. Uh, they came out in the second half, scored another two goals. And not, not, not albeit early, but I mean, you know, 60th minute, 79th minute. Yeah. A, a, a number of psychological blows early, though. I mean, first of all, you have yeah. Mustafi being removed from the starting lineup um, right beforehand because of injury. So, Chipka has to slide in from left back to center back, something we've seen him do on occasion, but, you know, certainly not ideal. And Fairman. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Ralph Fairman as well. Hurts, I believe, was an abdominal, you know, strain or something along those lines, unable to continue. And you have, um, you know, Frederick Rano also injured, of course. So, it's, it's Michel Lango that comes in. Um, so, those are, I mean, and for Fairman, that's that's kind of like your club legend at the moment that that's your leader that, you know, that kind of thing. So that, that's a big um, psychological hit as well. But I kind of, I kind of want to challenge the idea that um, that we started this game off that well in the first place though, because uh, okay. the, the things, I mean, partially what led to the Stambouli goal is Stambouli being Stambouli, but the things that the other parts of that, you could see this coming early on. I think, you know, yeah. as, as early as like inside the f- fifth minute or so, uh, Kolasinic uh, picks up a ball in the box. Um, this, I mean, no one around him, midfielder, center backs, sp- like spreads out spaces, try to become, you know, becomes available. Um, he kind of hesitates, looks upfield, and then, you know, boots the ball to no one ultimately. There, there's, yeah. there, it's, it's, it's the second somebody has possession, it's all ball watching. I don't know if this is like hurry programming people into this because he's been spending so much time on the ball the last couple games, but, um, yeah, it's static. There's nothing going on in transition. I mean, like, we all know our struggle is to break teams down in the final third. The only way we can score goals is really on the break. And there was no effort being put into our, our, our counterattacking game in this in the first place. And so when you see the you know the first goal from from Stan Bully, it's partially because Harit picks up the ball. Oh. No one is is moving around in the prime outlet. So he kind of dribbles around for a second. And he, to be fair, he kind of puts Stan Bully in a bad situation. Um, but yeah, it's a spacing issue. It's a, it's a movement issue. And we're not providing each other with options. And so it wasn't um, surprising that eventually we're going to have a bad giveaway in a situation like that. I, um, yeah, I guess I should clarify saying that we were playing good in the sense that we weren't giving up goals. Uh, because you're right 100% about all those plays there. We didn't look at it all. I mean, there's uh, several plays where yeah. you know Harit and others in our own box are trying to make you know, cheeky plays. Like, what are you doing? You're like nearly you're giving yeah. us heart attacks left and right. You're like, Stan Bowie lost another ball inside the eighth minute, which took yeah. four or five def- Schalke defenders outside of the play, which led to a Jaden Sancho shot on goal earlier, foreshadowing what was going to happen, you know, 15 20 minutes later. So, um Tough. The Holland, the second goal for Holland, yeah, Ochipka should be probably marking him a little bit closer than that, but he's yeah. also not a center back. Um, yeah. and it's a phenomenal goal from a phenomenal player. You just kind of gotta tip your hat at that point. Yeah, and I just uh for nothing, losing to Derby. The, the last thing we want to hear, and I you know I know Jack beat people to the punch, but you know, you know, Shaka Nul fear, nobody wanted to see that. We knew that was coming, and I, I knew once they scored that third goal, they're gonna go for that fourth one, they're probably just gonna stop after that. Uh, that's such a that 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 joke is so outdated. It is. I mean, it, come on, it happens too often to us. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I should. I, you know, two things. I should. I should have put my cafe lights on, then you guys could see me. So I. I, that's I thought you were in the park. We're gonna have to watch you. Make sure you didn't get mugged. No, the park. No, my backyard actually <laughs> opens up into the park. So that's the cool thing. I don't have any backside neighbors. My 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 back door literally goes into a park. So <laughs> it's actually my my gate's right there. Um, no, but I could have put the cafe. The cafe lights. I could have put the cafe lights on the deck, and then uh, we could all be seeing each other. But um, 
No, number number two, <laughs> number two. I, I see. This is this is what I find hard to believe. As I just mentioned, the two Bundesliga powerhouses that have victories over Dortmund in the past uh, couple of weeks, that being Mainz and Augsburg. You can't even just take tactics out of it for a second. I mean, I know I know tactics are are are, are very important in football, and I know that they they win games, they lose games. You know, but. Uh, uh, Stryker's roster is still more talented than either of the two clubs I just mentioned. And there's just, there's, there's absolutely no reason, even if the players just say, hey, in, in a locker room, players only, whatever, this is, this is the Revere Derby. We cannot lose this match, uh, certainly not in that fashion. We'll just, put, we'll just put 10 guys in the box. I mean, do, do, whatever, do whatever you have to do to, to keep this thing, to keep I these think- balls up. I think last year we saw a similar thing with Werder Bremen, right? Because Werder Bremen, they're a very talented team, and they were sitting at the bottom of the table fighting in relegation until the very last day. Um, I think well, it was what them. season are you talking about? They've yeah, done that's that true. That's true. Quite often in the past yeah, this is true. Years. But still, it's it's a matter of you know, yes, we have the talent to to not be in this position where we're at, but unfortunately, nobody is on the same page. I don't know if it was Phil or whoever said on the telecast that you know, yeah, this, the guys have the talent, but they're just not on the same page whatsoever, and. And frankly, if you're not on the same page, I mean, because you could take a team that has no talent, but if they're on the same page, you're going to get stuff done. You can Absolutely. at least get a result. Schalke is not doing that at the moment. This is arguably a uh, fight the Bundesliga club that we're watching that before our eyes, and it's I'm, it's hard to say that. It's hard. Let's, to- let's 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 talk tactics for a second, though. I mean, like Schalke basically came out and mirrored Dortmund, yeah. and except for nothing in terms of the way they were actually playing within that system, mirrored each other. Dortmund's <laughs> coming out. There's a lot of high pressure. There's a lot of counter pressing. Um, uh, Schalke, their line of confrontation is insanely deep. They're allowing the, the Dortmund center backs to literally just walk the ball across the midfield line and, and you know, slowly figure out where they want to go with it. There's, there's, there's no, there's nothing. I mean, it's just, so yeah, you can talk about the talent of the players. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe at the end of the day, this is the player's responsibility too, because they're not just executing the things they're being told to execute. Um, but it, I mean, just some of our the way we're approaching the games at times. You're just you're, you're questioning what instructions they're being given in the first place. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I mean, we, we need to win games. We have to score goals. Why are we setting up shop against Dortmund with that deep of a block? Like, when I mean, are we are we trying to win games on like the odd corner from a header? I mean, like, what are we doing? Like, we have to go for it at this point. We have we have nothing yeah. to lose. If we continue yeah. to play the way we're going to play, we are going to be relegated, and we're probably going to be re- re- relegated like regardless. But yeah. why? Why is this our approach right now? It's 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 insane to me. Anyway, it, uh, our next game is against Stuttgart, uh, and uh, Stuttgart American uh, club tweeted us and said, "Hey, every match is huge, but how enormous is this weekend against Stuttgart? Uh, is it the final must-win game and, and confidence level challenge Stuttgart? What is on the scale of one to 19, 1893? Uh It's eighteen ninety three. I mean, it's the we have well, so many games left, twelve games left, or whatever. We have to we have to win at minimum five to six games to survive. We need to win this weekend. I mean." You have to win games against te- there's teams that you you should be able to beat, you know, fairly around the same level as you. But you have to steal some wins as well too. Yeah. You know, we could have got one from Dortmund. But obviously, that's gonna be hard. But you you got to beat Stuttgart. You got to find some ways to get wins. I mean, I don't care if you do it one nothing. Do whatever you got to do. Eleven p- people behind the ball. Play Mourinho style uh, football if you want. Uh, but still, you got to get the results. And I think that you know, Critty, at this point, you know, there's like I said, five to six wins are expected. Where is that gonna come from? Well. First of all, I, I, Jack, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the fact that Schalke has to play a different way, except if you do that, just giving Dortmund credit where credit's due because they do have a very talented roster, albeit two players in Sancho and Holland that will not be there very, very shortly because they can't afford them, A, and B, other people can. Um, 
you know, Dortmund likes to fancy themselves as this uh, upper elite echelon European club, but they're a seller's club. Let's be honest. That's just that's just that's just the cold hard reality. When you have a when you have a player like a Holland that comes around, he sees you as a doorstep to the next great thing. Um, so Good night, enjoy Phil. them while you enjoy them while you can, but they're gone. But while they're there, if if Schalke does take that step and they say, hey, we're going to play like Bayern, we're going to go all out, then you can get punished very severely. Now Stuttgart, a team that's winning games by results of one nil, like they did last weekend, uh, these kind of teams. Yeah, absolutely. Sharky, Sharky can 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 you know go for the jugular. They can they can try and, and you know s- try to score goals, get some offense going, uh, you know move the ball forward. Don't play in your in your uh, defensive third. You know make sure that whatever you do against these smaller clubs that you should beat on paper, don't don't mess around with the ball in your half of the pitch. I mean get 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 it get it to the opposing yeah, team. I mean- Third and third, so you can at least create chances. I understand the I understand the point you're making. I, I just feel like at this point in the season, it's it's kind of too late for that anyway, and and we don't have the luxury of. I mean, I, I don't think we need to be approaching every game super differently. Like, hey, let's go for it against this team. Let's not go for it against this team. We just kind of have to go for it. And it, the thing is, it doesn't matter who we're playing. The approach that we're doing right now is resulting in the same score lines every week. Doesn't matter if it's dormant or if it's you know significantly lower things. We're shipping goals against everybody. Yeah. So I mean to be like, well, we need to we need to sit back a little bit more against Dortmund so they don't burn us. Like, I mean, it's not just Dortmund that's doing this. So I think a prime example. Ask- we have to put it. We have to put emphasis, in my opinion, on the offense. Since since the Hoffenheim game, we have had like one game, which I think maybe one game in the last like seven, where we've had an xG of more than one. Yeah, like we we are game. not going to score goals unless we really emphasize that. I know it's it's easier said than done, but like I, nothing I, we I, are doing in the approach is is, is facilitating that. I want to ask you guys a question uh, because I, I'm a Bundesliga historian. I love the league, uh, and you know, I, I, I when I was growing up in Germany, I watched some great teams. I used to watch uh, uh, Karlsruhe, for example, play in the Europa League on 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 those weeknight matches, and 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 they were uh, well. I guess back then it was the UEFA Cup, but anyways, uh, you know, uh, FC Kaiserslautern being the first team to go from the second Bundesliga, get promoted, and win the league the very next season in, in the top flight, and then of course, according comes with that Champions League, right, right. That's 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 like what fairy tales are made of. But then you have these two clubs now. When you talk about them, where are they? Uh, one's in the second Bundesliga, one's in the third, and I think Kaiserslautern's actually right in front of the drop zone to yeah. uh, be relegated yeah. into the Regionalliga. Um, so also one 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 huge uh, uh, club that I want to bring up that is a traditional top six power. If you go before the last ten years, is Hamburg. Hamburg is is uh, Champions League winners. They're multiple-time uh, Bundesliga winners, and where have they, they been have the last fallen, couple of years? They they have fallen completely off the rails with bad management, bad transfers, uh, tons of debt, tons of bad uh, uh, money deals. They were supposed to be one of those clubs that went down. This is this, this is what everybody looks at as the, as the sort of um, the the silver lining. Oh, we'll get we'll get relegated, but then we'll come right back up. And we'll exactly. Be a reborn club. Exactly. Hamburg hasn't come right back up. Hamburg exactly. is in their third season, third season in the second Bundesliga. And it's not guaranteed. I mean, they're in good position right now, but it's not guaranteed. They've been right. in the in the top two with a couple of match days left to go before, and they've fallen out into fourth place, and they don't even get to go to the relegation playoffs. So I ask you guys, what, what seriously, if, if Schalke drops down, uh, what, what do you see as, uh, what do you see happening in terms of, uh, player contracts. Who's going to be there next season? Um, who wh- wh- does the Sharky come back as a uh, rejuvenated club that 
kicks ass and takes names in the top flight? Or, or are we seeing a, 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 a Karlsruhe or Kaiser Stalton come out of this? I think it's going to be a youth movement. It's going to have to be because you're going to sell all these contracts. You can't afford them. Guys are not going to want to stay. And then you're going to, you know, start, you know, depending on guys like Tiao and Becker, if you can keep them and, mm-hmm. and try to use these younger guys to try to get the, not only experience, but hopefully uh, get some wins and then get up from, get from spite to wound this league. Will it be easy? Hell no. Uh, we saw this with Hamburg, you know, Hertha Berlin, you know, as bad as we are, I think the Hurt the Berlin story is even worse because they spent lots of money and they're in the same position as we are. And the whole damning thing about this whole thing about our position at the moment is the teams that we need to catch up to against Mainz, Bielefeld. They're playing freaking like relegation teams trying to get out and they're winning games or getting, they're getting the results. We're not doing that. That's the whole damning thing. And I think what we know for sure is this every as the weeks go on, more people are starting to talk about us in this fight to Bundesliga. You know, Derek Ray had a comment today about. You know, would you watch Schalke and fight the Bundesliga? Um, some comments have now come up in the last couple couple hours or so that about um, what happens if we do get relegated? Do we lose some positions? What positions are going to become available, right? So we look at it first, you know, uh, and I want to get your take on this, Critty. Um, some names that, you know, they talk about the head of sport, sporting director, manager, are all jobs that could be become available if we get uh, dropped. First, let's look at sporting candidates. The, the rumor is that um, – Schalke head of youth development Peter Canabo is going to be uh, as an option. Locomotive Moscow sporting director Eric Stoffelhaus, former Schalke uh, a member, and then also Mind sporting director Rovin Schroeder. Um, of these three names, are you familiar with them? And if if you had to pick between these three names, any of these you think would be a good fit for Schalke? Well, was weren't weren't they involved with the Knabish media? Yeah. Canabal uh, yeah, so, is for sure. And, yeah, Canabal. That's the name that I that I recognize out of the three that you mentioned. Um, I mean, I guess because I recognize his name, I would yeah. pick him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, for, for, I, and this is a Shaki podcast, so obviously everyone listening knows, but for those who don't know, who don't follow Shaki, the Konami Media is like one of the best developmental, like anything in all of Europe. Like it is, it has produced so many great players uh, throughout the, the years. And that's what Shaki has been known for is, is bringing the Manuel Noyas into, yeah. The Bundesliga, bringing Leon Goretzka into the Bundesliga, uh, um, uh, you know, Leroy Sani, all those guys. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're household names today, but where did they start out? They started out in Gelsenkirchen. So, um, I mean, honestly, Richard, I would have to, I, the other two I'm not too, too familiar with, but obviously anybody that was involved with the Knamschmiede, then I would probably have to, uh, you know. I would agree with you as well. Person. Jack, would, do you feel the same way? Would you would you lean with somebody that has the, the Schalke – Running through their their veins. I mean, Stoffel House has has in the past, and he left in two thousand nine. But um, what would you what would you if you tip your hat to any of these guys, any of these three guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm educated enough on you know the merits of these three individuals relative to each other to like definitively say I think this guy is yeah. the best Italy sport. I, I think the question at this moment in time is, um, do you want to promote from within? Is is the situation internally so toxic and messed up that like the idea of having like a Schalke guy, quote unquote? come in to fill that role is actually maybe not the appeal that it might typically have. Yeah, maybe, I mean, that, that's fair. We're such a disaster. And I know that like, you know, despite what's happening at the first team level, it can happen is still, you know, they're kind of doing their own thing still to yeah. some extent and that they haven't been touched by that as much. Um, but, you know, you wonder if you do say, Hey, maybe we actually need to go outside 
to like some other organization that is not us at the moment to bring in some fresh perspective and potentially some competency. I would agree with that, um, but except the one club that's linked that's not ours is Mainz, and we've had you know the experience we've had with Mainz, and 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 Mainz hasn't been that great in the last few years as well. So I don't yeah. know if I want to necessarily go to Schroeder. Uh, so you know if I'm tied to those three guys, I'd probably say Canabel just ahead of Stoffelhaus. Stoffelhaus was with Schalke early on during our success in the early 2000s. But like you said, I I I I totally am with you in terms of you know maybe we have to look really look a hard look about where what we should be doing because we want to have those values still, but not necessarily the turmoil that we've had lately. Um, so now that's a good shout and a more interesting shout uh, for a sporting director candidate. So you know if Jochen Schneider is he is leaving at the end of June, um, some names are coming up: Grote Freud, uh, Rashid Azauzi. Um, uh, Osnabrück sporting director Benjamin Schmidis and Borussia Mönchengladbach's head of scout Stefan Korell. Um, now, while Gladbach's head of scout sounds good, I don't know what kind of experience he has to become a sporting director. Um, my initial take is that he would be great for scouting, maybe to have along with the you know the guys that we have. Um, of these three guys, I honestly don't know. Schmidis is yeah, he's a young guy, he's thirty-five, but. Uh, Greuther Fürth is uh, doing pretty well in the second yeah. tier right now. Yeah, and that's who I, I would probably lean toward is Rashid Azauzi, I think. I, I but Osnabrück, I mean, holy shit. They're about to get relegated. They might get right. relegated. Yeah, Gladbach, I mean, again, head of scout. Yeah, I, I like I said, Fürth, they've been sort of, they had that one season where they came up into the top flight and they got absolutely trounced. Uh, that was years ago. It's almost, I think, 10 years ago at this point. But they've been stable in the second league for, you know, a decade and even beyond that, really. They had, the, like I said, they had the one pop-up year into the top flight, but they've been 15, 16, going on 20 years now in the second league. Um, so, I mean, they've been up this year. Uh, they're doing really well. So, I mean, I guess by default, you would say performance, you know, uh, push the push the button while it's hot, right? Yeah, no, that's true. And I, you know, um, Dirk had a really good comment that I, I really am interested because, in, you know, Jack and I have talked ex extensively about the 50 plus one, right? Um, and we've heard rumors, you know, about Schneider and, um, and, and, the, and all the board members talking about maybe we should deviate from that and maybe not necessarily go with the Byron model, but change it up. Uh, you know, Dirk is saying here in the comments, uh, he says, you know, what about if we drop the club and become a sellout, you know, and, and sell to a bigger club or a big owner or go away from 50 plus one? What are your thoughts on the whole 50 plus one, Curdy? Um, I'm very, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not really for it. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit outdated. I've, I've made this argument on a couple other podcasts too, that through the years that I'm not a big fan of it. I think that it is something that keeps, uh, it's like these small clubs, um, they, they take great pride in it. But if you look at it, Byron hasn't really been abiding by it for a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, 1860 Munich, uh, they, they, totally flush it down the toilet they're 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 back on their way they see they're i've actually kept up with the third league this year as well and they're in position they're not in the top three but i think they're fourth right now so that's in position to possibly climb back up anyways that guy's an idiot that runs them so you have to be careful <laughs> yeah. what you get when you do away with it you do want to make sure that if you do away with the 50 plus one that you actually get good ownership uh and you know the majority uh, of of the decision makers are going to be uh, uh making good decisions uh, but I just, I, you know, they talk about some things are traditions and some things are meant to be not meant to be broken and other things need to move on as the time progresses. You know, that 50 plus one rule, I understand why it was invoked. I understand why it was made. But um, again, you know, if <laughs> Bayern, if, if they, they, they buy who they want to buy 
and they take, they do it without any questions, uh, yeah. any concerns whatsoever. They don't, they don't, I mean, uh, they're the ones that, that have, you know, uh, cutter airways or whatever as a sponsor on their, you know, stadium, this, that, and the other. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're considered the ultimate sellouts in Germany. So, I mean, if, 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 if one, if, if the biggest club can do it, that's one, what, like, uh, fucking 10 titles in a row now made the league yeah. completely, uh, you know, unwatchable in, in the first place, uh, in terms of like, who's going to win. You're always looking at who's going to finish between second and 18th because of Bayern. Um, yeah, I mean, why shouldn't everybody go out and and and, and get their I, own? You know, yeah, I, I think it's a matter of survival. It's a matter of staying with the trend. I mean, staying relevant. Uh, yeah, if you know, if you're gonna stick to your, you know, to your guns and you know, tradi- I'm all about the tradition. But you know, if at some point you just don't become relevant anymore, you need to adapt with the times. I think, and how you do that, I don't know exactly. I know they've been. Well, I'm just saying, if you had someone like Citigroup, for example, I'm just, I'm not, you know, let's just name one of the big ones. If you had someone like Citigroup that came in. Remember where Manchester City was in 2003, 2004, 2004, 2005. They were, they were, they were bottom of the Premier League. They were a joke. Yeah. They, they were, were in Manchester. Laughing stock. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, 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 they come in and now they're multiple-time league champions, uh, multiple-time league cup champions, multiple-time FA Cup champions, yada yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. They do this because they buy players like Kevin De Bruyne, who came from the Bundesliga. From Wolfsburg originally before he went to City, uh, they do this by buying players like Gundogan, who came from Dortmund. Who so you see, we need chic money. We need chic money. Yeah, I'm just I, <laughs> saying, like, like if you look, if you look at, if you look at City, if you look at Chelsea, look at, look, look at Chelsea. Chelsea has two of the, two of the, 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 the best German players in Kai Havertz and uh, Timo Werner on this squad right now because we don't say they, their names on the podcast. Oh, I'm, just I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, so I just named you four excellent German players. Oh, Leroy Sané obviously also went to City. Another Schalke player who was uh, amazing, uh, brought up uh, just a little while ago that he, he came up through the, the Royal Blue system. I mean, there's a reason why they can buy these players and Schalke, for example, can't afford to keep them. Or someone like Vera Bremen. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys, how far you go back, but I could go back like, so 02, 03, 04. Vera Bremen had this kid from, uh, uh, well, he wasn't a kid. He was actually older, but Ailton. And they won the league title. They actually beat Bayern. They, they were steadily ahead of them between seven and ten points all season. Bayern had Roy Mackay. They had uh, Oliver Kahn. They had a really good squad. But Vera Bremen actually, uh, 03-04, uh, won the league. And what happens to that team? Well, they, they get to the Champions League, they get, some, they get a little bit of money, but all they care about is the money, just a little small little bump. They, they, they don't make it out of the group stage, and you know, they're competitive in the league, but they, ever since then, they've, they've steadily like, dropped a little bit, like from first yeah. to second, from second to fourth, and from fourth. They stayed in about, I think they made it about four or five years, and then after 2010, Vera Bremen, 2010-2011, they just dropped right off the planet, and now they've been fighting relegation. And it's, that's, that's the thing, and you're, you're seeing these clubs who... I'm sorry, but the the way to go right now, it's looking like the success is RB Leipzig. That's that's the but way. Pretty the- pretty. Surely you can understand the why some Schalke supporters. Um, I mean, in, in a vacuum, they'd probably feel that way. Obviously, and 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 I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, especially in this context, surely you can understand why some Schalke supporters, when they feel like everything else is already being taken away from them don't want to lose that as well because what else do we really have to hold on to at this point? Like we're, we're probably going to get relegated. Um, you know, our status in the league and our, our sort of reputation is, is taken uh, a massive hit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, I mean, like that Varian designation, like if that's important to the supporters, I can understand why that's kind of like, now we're supposed to give this up too. 
um, in addition to everything else that we're already kind of like giving up in the course of this season. So um, well, it depends. It depends, yeah. Jack. I just want to, I, I, I love, I love what you said. Cause actually my, my team where I'm from over there, I was uh, FC Nuremberg. Nuremberg is actually, I, I grew up 45 kilometers from Nuremberg. They have actually, no wonder we get along so well. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the shock dormant thing. It's the Nuremberg shock. There, there you go. Club, there it is. Yeah. Nuremberg, Sharky sister clubs. But um, the thing was, you know, they back around 92, 93, when I first started watching the Bundesliga, they, they fell off. That's when they really got relegated. And then from there, they went actually into the Regionalliga. And it's like, this is Nuremberg. This is eight time German champions, Nuremberg. Yeah. They have accepted. This is the thing, Jack, that Schalke fans have to, that, that if you're, if you're going to give up things, you're talking about what else do you give up? Mm-hmm. Nuremberg, Nuremberg, who was a German powerhouse, they were a traditional German power for many, many decades. And then it started falling off slowly but surely. It started falling off slowly but surely. And then the 1990s came, and it fell completely off. Are you okay with being a top 30 team, a top top 30 club, and saying, hey, some occasionally, like Nuremberg, occasionally we'll get to the top flight and we'll go right back down. But we, we got there one season. Same thing Same yeah, thing no. uh, with Hanover. Hanover's got to ask themselves the same question, you know. Um, I thought for a minute there, Stuttgart looked like they were in the same situation. They seemed to have stabilized, but, you know, yeah. we'll see. It, Schalke, to me, is different than all of the rest of them because they have been a power for decades in, yeah. in, in the league. And they have been in the Champions League. And they have had, they've had uh, uh, success domestically. They've won uh, um, uh, DFB Pokals. They've, they've done great things. Whereas Hamburg has has been on a downward spiral for 15, 16 years. And that's the thing is the Schalke, not having Schalke, I'm sorry, not having Schalke in, 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 in Europe representing Germany to me is, is a fucking shame. It is. And I think what we, another thing we know for sure is that we're going to have need a manager next season. Um, Chaka doesn't, obviously gross was just a band aid to the end of the season. Um, some nomin some, some, I guess uh, people they've been, Speculating that could probably take over uh, in this in this fight to Bundesliga if that's where we go. Whatever happens next season, uh, Paderborn manager Stefan Baumgart, uh, who's doing pretty good with them. Uh, Spartak Moscow manager, some people may have heard of uh, Domenico Tedesco, uh, and former Darmstadt manager Dimitrios Garmazis uh, Garmazis, excuse me. Um, any thoughts on those, Critty? Because uh, I know what. Okay, I, what... there's one name that stands out, right? <laughs> okay, Tedesco, really. Is this is this for real? I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's it's uh, it's build. He's doing it's, well. It's just, it's yeah, yeah. He's doing well at Spartak right now. He's. I he know was, he's doing well. His con- he, he didn't extend his contract. His, con- his contract's over at the end of the year. Yeah. But why would he come back? Yeah, exactly. So here, here, here yeah, here, here, yeah. Here's the thing. It's like if if Tedesco feels slighted or spurned by Schalke. I don't think anyone can blame him for that. And if he has yeah. no interest in coming back, I wouldn't blame him for that. You right. do wonder, though, if he actually did care about the team and isn't just kind of like ready to move on with his career permanently, if he actually did like Schalke and, and cares about it, you wonder if somebody who has, you know, not gotten, not gotten somebody promoted but helped save a team from relegation in, in, in Al, um, uh, would, would that, that challenge of getting Schalke back up and the ability to potentially actually like build more of the squad to his liking um, would appeal to him. Uh, I don't know I, that I, I don't know that it things. would, but yeah. I, I was on the same podcast with you gentlemen the last time when Tedesco won the Derby. Okay. And the scenes from there in the Feltins Arena, amazing. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. guy was on top of the world. And 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 he he like I said, got to the Champions League, got to the the knockout stage, 
uh, lost to Pep Guardiola's Man City. Again, no shame in that whatsoever. Right. Um, wh- it would be a step down for him. They have to. They have to. If Shark is going to hire a manager, they have to have some damn patience. Yes, and, and, I and agree. Let, 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 the, let, the, let the man have two, three, four seasons. Curdy, I think we talked about Vinezio. If, you know, if he had given the opportunity, maybe he right. would have turned it around. You know? Yes, um, I think so. I, I think agree with you. What he did, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we, so, got, we, we, we do have to get off the merry-go-round at some point. It can't be a revolving door, but it's Schalke. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's fool's gold probably. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, if you look at the other two names, um, Baumgart's doing okay with Paderborn. You know, I'd rather go with uh, Gramozis, the, the, the German or the Greek-German, um, to be as another name because Darmstadt's doing pretty well this season. But, I, you know, with these three names, I'm going to I'm gonna lean towards Tedesco a little bit. But it doesn't, doesn't mean he's going to want it, job, right? Because it is going to be a step down to the second league, you know, possibly – uh, does he want that? And then to Jack's point, then we know if, if he does take the job, you know, if he does get offered and he takes the job, it's because he, there is a passion there that he really he was didn't feel spited and he wants to try to prove something. And kind of like reason when Colasina came back was trying to you know save the club and bring him back to relevance. Maybe that's what if if that happens, great. But I mean, we need to figure something out no matter what because the merry-go-round has to end and this downward slide needs to end. That's, that's part interesting. of the issue here. That's part of the whole story here is that the, is is that. Uh, at the first sign of panic, they sack a manager, and, yeah. and I mean that's Tedesco. To We're not me, Real Madrid, right? You're without the success. They exactly. sacked the manager exactly. without the success. Exactly. Uh, we have Omar Mascarell, so we're basically Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Real Madrid light. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw the passion Tedesco brought to the touchline. Right? I saw yeah. he he actually loved his players. He loved yeah. this club. He was, I mean, he was in it. He was in it to win it. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand, uh, you know, how, how, how a guy goes from that. And he, of course, this is the problem too. You know, Schalke is playing uh, They're playing um, uh, DFB Pokal, regular season and Champions League. That season when, when he got sacked, th- th- you know, they always, they always talk about uh, uh, rosters in Germany. If you listen to their podcast, oh, Kata, Kata. We had no depth. You know, what, what, well, Schalke, Schalke didn't have the, the roster to, to compete on three fronts at that point in time. Yeah. But you build towards that. You build towards that. So you understand, hey, we're going to get some cash from being in the Champions League knockout stage. It's going to be some nice cash. Uh, so maybe you take a step back and you finish seventh, eighth, ninth or whatever. But, you know, um, you build off of it. But they, they, they said, oh, we, you know, we're Schalke. We finished ninth. We finished tenth. You're sacked. So Tedesco's, you know, back in the unemployment line and Schalke's searching for another manager that's going to be yeah, a pretty, and, and the other thing is, you know, people like myself, actually, uh, were, were fairly resistant to the idea of, of a Tedesco return because as much as we all like Tedesco in terms of who he was as a figure and what he meant to the club and how he approached things, mm-hmm. bad football under Tedesco yeah. at times. And, and even how when often we, has returns done well? And even when we uh, came in second in the league... Richard and I all season long, and Richard and Critty, you remember this. We're saying there are issues with this team. Yeah. The offense is, it, yeah. you know, our, our set pieces and all this kind of stuff is covering over, you know, the cracks. Like this is not sustainable. The squad is isn't true. good enough. Yes. We That's were saying true. that when we were at the highest of the highs, we were saying we got to be careful here. To um, his credit, though, he has corrected that somewhat at Spartak. They look more stable, you know. But, yeah, but what I'm but what I'm saying is, like, I, I think people like myself and yeah. maybe others are now more. Um, yeah. open to the idea of him returning because we've seen several coaches after Tedesco do the exact same thing. Yeah. And so the idea that it was like an issue with him has kind Correct. of gone out the window. And so Correct. he's looking more attractive than he did previously. I think that's true. That is true. All right. I think gentlemen. it also, I think it also would help too if Schalke, I don't, I don't know how you do this. Uh, this is, this is something 
Richard, I know I, I think you and I have been talking about this probably in terms of the you know clubs like Schalke and even Dortmund to an extent uh, yeah. to retain retain your your own homegrown players. To, to, you know, it's 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 hard to see someone. And, and you guys remember, I think, uh, 2012, 2013, uh, that, uh, so excuse me, the, uh, the 2010 to 2012 club teams, those guys all made a pact. Oh, we're going to stay. We're going to stay. We're not going to leave. That was Götze. That was Gundogan. That was Mats Hummels, That was Lewandowski. Lewandowski was the first person to break the dam. He was like, oh, I'm going to Bayern. And then, um, or excuse me, actually Götze was, and then Lewandowski. Yeah. And all those, but all those players said, oh, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be under Jürgen Klopp forever. As long as he's the manager, we're going to stay at Dortmund. Well, they all eventually left. Um, the, it, you know, it, the, even when they make promises like that, they still leave. So, but it would be nice to see uh, someone like Manuel Neuer go down as the greatest Schalke player in history instead of just being a, a, another great Bayern goalkeeper uh, behind Oliver Kahn. It would be nice to see someone yeah. like Leroy Sané, but I don't know how. Well, that's, that's, that status that is reserved back. for Max Meyer in perpetuity. So Fußball Ma- goal. Ma- yeah, Max Meyer is the best Schalke player of all time. Hey, we all Ma- know that. Max Meyer, and Max Meyer was one of the biggest prospects ever to come the Germ- out. The German of- Messi, Critty. Sure. The German Messi. And now he's trying to get on our podcast. I thought that was good to. <laughs> I thought that was good to. <laughs> that's well, true. He at least Every, everyone's, he the, he everyone's the something Messi. That's, that's, that's right. True. He had a great Messi imitation in the World Cup, but... No, I mean, and, and to that, to what I was going to say is that without Jack, with the 50 plus one rule intact, I don't think Schalke ever sees the light of day to come up with the kind of cash to pay these players what, what, what they want. Um, if, if you have, if you have rich owners, you can pay rich players. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, that's, I mean, that's how, that's how the American sports model works. I'd right? like enough money just you to know? be able to keep the players, you know? Yeah, this will, this will be that. this will be one of the this will be one of the main conversations going forward for sure. Yeah. This is going to be one of the huge talking points. So, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish I wish Shaki all the success in the world to stay up. I, I just I I I, uh, I I can't believe we're talking about a team that doesn't have ten points yet. I, I mean, know it's just un, un, insane to me, and I I, I, I mean that sincerely. Sincerely, yeah. we, we appreciate it. We do. You're clearly a Shaka sympathizer now, so we 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 thank you for that for not rubbing it in our faces. I'm a Nuremberg guy, so I'm with That's you. That's true. There you <laughs> go. There you go. I guess yeah. uh, Dirk's asking you're from North or South Nuremberg. That's what he wants to know. Oh, no, I was from Amberg in the Oberpfalz. So oh, that's, uh, I'm like, uh, you take Autobahn 6, you know, uh, in the Oberpfalz, and you're there in about 45 minutes. All right on. Okay, awesome. Well, this is uh, this is a conversation I feel like could go on forever because you know our current plight has put us in this situation. But uh, let's uh, put a, a bow on this one. Um, First off, you know, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the Shaka US newsletter. Uh, not only do you get info on the club, but you get info on the, uh, all the local fan clubs across America, uh, North America, I should say. And then I you know you heard about our podcast as well. Uh, keep tuning in each week as we try to give you the latest with the Royal Blues, all the ups, the ups, the downs, all the many downs. Uh, if there are any topics you would like us to discuss, make sure you tweet us at Shaka America. Hit us up on Facebook or uh, Instagram as well. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to our cousin from the Rural Valley, Critty. Uh, Critty, this is your opportunity to plug whatever you want or uh, just tell people where they can find you on social media. Well, the only thing that I'm plugging right now is uh, uh, the I just hang out with my daughter all the time. So I've been I've been taking a break from a lot of this stuff. So she's going to be 11 months old uh, in two weeks because you're so a good that, father. Um, yeah, so, Richard, what's wrong with you? Uh, um, I'm plugging. I'm plugging, I'm, I'm, I'm plugging. I'm plugging her and uh, telling everybody that's where I'm that's that's where my focus is right now. But awesome. Uh, no, I'm honestly, uh, 
Richard, you know, George Bennett, he's reached out to me. We're talking about sort of started maybe getting back into the podcasting here. Uh, I've just taken my um, year and a half long hiatus from the uh, uh, Studio Inter podcast where I was doing the uh, obviously the, the historical yeah. Inter articles, the uh, uh, Inter Legends series that I, I came up and, and founded with Nima. So um, I'm, I'm just on high. I just tweet about basically uh, uh, idiot Dortmund fans and uh, Liverpool and Inter beating uh, Milan. That's what I that's what I tweet about right now. You had to say that right at the end, right? We'll, we'll make, we'll <laughs> yeah, make sure we'll make sure if you do get back into the swing of things here, and obviously you have a very good excuse for not being. Yes. Uh, so, but if, if you do get back, in the, we'll, we'll make sure we uh, we spread that around and uh, share that with our absolutely. Our guys, you are now our second most capped um, guest on our show. So look at that behind behind Marie Schultz, welcome. Yeah. What's that? Four or five? Is that four? I think, or five? I think you're fourth. Maybe four, maybe five, but. I know it's yeah. definitely four. Yeah. 100%. So. It's either four or five. It's been too long since the last time, so. Absolutely. Let's do this again soon, gentlemen. Go inside and get warm. Thanks for standing outside. I'll go for to, all right, guys. Take care, Take man. Take care, man. Yeah, have a good evening. Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? At J-M Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Very good. Uh, and as always, you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Until the next pod comes, my friends, stay ready, stay civil, and we'll be with you soon. Tschüss.